to Explorers Wanted. We are a weekly Numenera actual play podcast. I will be your sweet, kind, and gentle GM, woo-woo, Daniel Landerlich. And with me today is Alex Finn. So I finally found out why my floor was sticky. Samson Davis. Well, hold on, let's go back to Alex's thing. What, uh, what, what's the mystery? What happened? Oh, so somehow, while they were like still in their like cardboard carton, three like sparkling coconut waters had opened themselves. Oh. Yeah. And they just happened to be like standing upright. So every time I jostled the packaging, they would leak just a little bit. And then my floor was sticky and I couldn't figure out why. It wasn't as sexy as I was hoping for. I know. Just sticky. And in her triumphant return, Stace Babcock. Yes, indeed. Triumphant. First place. What's up, losers? <laughs> <laughs> we, we did Damn. chaos without you, unfortunately. And now you need to fix it. I cannot wait to find out. It wasn't that chaotic. It was very chaotic. Mm. I'll be the judge of that. You could almost think that there was an adult here the whole time. There was no adults, only chaos. There was only one head wound. That's pretty good. We did I'm pretty pr- good. That's actually not bad. Yeah. We violated so much OSHA. So much. No. <laughs> not our fault. How dare you? That's not our fault. <laughs> we're not even, we're, we're not contracted on anything. Not our fault. Did it require more than basic first aid? Did you miss any work? Yes. And we have not applied that basic first aid. We've actually moved the wounded person. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the crew is really more of a loose partnership than <sighs> business. So, you know. Yeah. I see how it is. Unregulated. Yeah, we're not really a team yet. We're more mm-hmm. just kind of like co-workers. People who, yeah. Keep taking the same contract. People who are like, you know, who's always down for mischief? These other two <laughs> fuckers I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like a group of like sole proprietors and you're just like. I need a partner for this job. No one else will work with me. But these two guys are just as desperate as I am for any cash. There's a yes to anything. Oh, my God. Are we high school, like, group project people? You know, yeah, we kind of are. Like, we're friendly, but we're not. Are we? Who's completing all the work? (laughs) Well, that's the problem. Nobody. We need, like, that fourth person to just take this burden. You know what else we need? Dice. Yes. Mm, That's true. So, Die Hard Dice. They are an online store to go and get your math rocks for your TTRPG needs. They've got a bunch of beautiful designs and acrylic and metallic. Right now, they've got this cool thing called Rerolls, which is basically taking the uh, leftover acrylic in the dice-making process and making recycled dice out of that. They've got this kind of cool watermelon-y kind of look to it. I, I, I would say pomegranate. Site says watermelon. Whatever. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And not only that, at the time of recording, 50% of the proceeds of the rerolled dice go to a Palestinian children's relief fund. So that's great. You're helping to support efforts in Palestine to save those kids. Additionally, Die Hard Dice is also donating a full seven-piece set of rerolls to uh, Magic Kids, which is another charity for uh, nerds in school who are trying to play D&D and other nerd activities. Such nerds. And then not only that, but they've got this enter the dungeon thing. If you remember from Christmas, the more you bought, you also got some little goodies extras on top of that. That seems to be a permanent thing now. So mm-hmm. go on to Die Hard Dice, get a bunch of free stuff, support good causes, support our show. When you use Explorers Wanted, you get 10% off the order and all of the charity stuff applies. So go spend your money now if you can. Feel good about it. <laughs> all right. Who remembers what happened last time? I'm going to pick on samson oh. you're gonna say stace i'm like 
That is a bold move. <laughs> oh, I was going to rewrite history. I was going to retcon whatever the fuck I wanted. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Tompkins came in, pop popped the senator uh, fellows or whatever. Yeah. I would have listened to that episode. Not that I don't listen to all of our episodes. All right. All right. So last time, yeah, we came up with the plan. We just split up. Ilsen is outside of the collar, just watching the place, making sure when he meets up with Magpie again, they'll know where uh, Bert is. While uh, Ilsen was waiting, a brisker comes by. Very important detail. Briskers wear mauve. Don't forget that. Already did. <laughs> brisker comes by, meets with Bert behind the collar. We learn a bunch of information, namely that Bert seems to be their uh, contact and is writing articles that seem to benefit the briskers in uh, certain ways. What information did we learn? We learned that the Ilkers seem to be connected to the uh, infiltrators, or at least seem to be. Oh, and also that the Ilkers seem to be planning to stack the upcoming Imperial Games in their favor. Don't quite know what the Imperial Games are yet, if that's like a single event or just kind of a continuous event. But the Ilkers are making moves. And then someone called Massus is in charge. Don't know what that means. But yeah, uh, learn a bunch of information that'll hopefully be useful for us later. Yay. Meanwhile, Magpie has snuck back into Bert's apartment. It's reading an old notebook and forges a plan into the notebook. She also found that through a major effect that Bertrand seems to have known about the artifact that was stolen, that the Briskers have uh, put the responsibility on Ilsen and Magpie for. So Magpie's forged a plan, meets back up with Ilsen, and then we had Magpie write another note as like the source that originally tipped off uh, Bertrand about the dog show. Ilsen and a huff hands it off to Bertrand. Because she's cool. She understands professional courtesy. Bertrand sucks. Thank you. <laughs> and then the plan is to basically, with this note, get Bertrand to go to the stairs where we're going to bop him on the back of the head and take him to the briskers. And we technically do that. We do. Things do get complicated because the ghouls start following us. So things get a little hairy on the stairs. So as we try to both get Bert. Just a little? <laughs> a little bit. We both try to get Bert to come with us and also separate ourselves from the ghouls. We're fine. We're fine. Mm. Things get slippery. Bert slips, hits his head. Why do things get slippery? Because <laughs> there's a major storm happening. Yeah. And we went out into an uncovered location. Oh, it was a Bertram head injury. Guys. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're fine. We're fine. We didn't say whose OSHA we violated. <laughs> Sounds like a newspaper problem. <laughs> no, I don't. Wait, yes, I do. I don't want Bertram to get anything. Well, I mean, the stairs are part of the city, right? So isn't it a city issue? This is municipal, right? We could sue the city because that's who would have covered the insurance for that slip and fall. But they're not going to pay you shit, so. Oh, yes. Yeah, because Bertram fell off the stairs mm -hmm. and Ilson leapt, tried to catch him. He landed on the next set of stairs, smacked his head against mm -hmm. the rock. Was it work time, though? So Yeah, it was. Yeah. Mm. Technically on the job, unless they punched out. Bert hits his head. We do get to at least tier four. So we have Bert. He's unconscious. So now we are weakened at burnings him. Just me and Magpie, or Ilson and Magpie, carrying him on our shoulders to the Brisker warehouse. You forgot the other part. I'm getting to that. Okay. What we don't see is the skinny ghoul that is voiced by Dan gets stabbed in the back by what I'm calling Smurf Hotep. The uh, friend that mm. Magpie has left out. Hopefully is sexy. Oh, not just stabbed in the back, stabbed all the way through their body from the back. Yeah. And then I think their head got ripped off. It was being torn off. Dang, this monster's serious. I know. I was like, this is a very, like, 
convenient thing that I've done for now. <laughs> it's almost like I planned it. I, I don't know if you should be taking responsibility for this thing. Now, you do have to cut back a little bit to the previous episode because what was happening in Esri's world? Last we left Esri, she was in the neighborhood for a nano to help her with her nano stuff. She found this guy called Dark Wizard Neva, who is apparently wanted for crime. Great. But is also on trial. Boo. And while uh, Ezri is scoping out the courthouse, she finds that the Dark Wizard Neva is going to get tried the following morning. So that's not good. So she returns to Tier 8, presumably to plan, and on the way finds a dead brisker plan. I think she was officially, like, going to sleep. <laughs> yeah, the plan. <laughs> that's a great plan. Sleep is a great plan. So yeah, Ezri is looking at a body, presumably with a giant hole and no head. I don't remember which was which. They were missing their lower jaw, so everything from the lower jaw of the face has been torn away. As you do. As you do. So yeah, Ezra, you've just discovered this body on Tier 8. Other people had been shouting about it, and you went to take a look, and it is, in fact, a dead body with the jaw torn off and wearing sashes on each arm, mauve in color, marking them as a brisker. And Ezra's just chilling in this vicinity. You can react to it however you wish. Okay, and it's just laying there. Ezri didn't witness the jaw tearing or anything like that. No, you didn't. You came down, you heard people, you know, shouting and somebody was screaming about a dead body and then you went to investigate. Okay, is anyone else investigating? Not right now. There's passerbys. I mean, there might be somebody investigating soon if you want to look around. I guess Ezri will look at a nearby person mm -hmm. and say, what happened to them? I don't know. Just turned a corner and found them there. Did you hear a scream or anything like that? No, I was I was just walking down the street and I got, came across it. I don't know how long it's been there. Ooh, Ezra will look at it. How is it fresh blood? Does it seem... Is it a stiff body? The blood seems freshish. It's not dried anywhere. You're going to touch the body to see if it's stiffer? You could lick it. Yeah, I should like pick up the edge of its sleeve and pick it up a little. Notably, there's not much stiffness yet. Ooh, fresh kill. Is the jaw in sight? The jaw is not in sight. Is there a blood trail? Notably not. There's a lot of messiness where the dead body is, but there's no blood trail. I guess Esri will... Well, she'll look around for any other briskers, see if they're going to handle their own goddamn business. So as you're looking around, you do see a couple of briskers coming down the street. They're heading that way. They seem to be trying to figure out what the ruckus is about, or maybe somebody even warned them that somebody that was in brisker attire is dead and they're coming to investigate. Okay. Ezri will go get their attention. Okay. Ezri, Odalai's been looking for you. Oh, well, I'm here. But also, there seems to be a dead brisker in that alley, at least wearing your colors. Do you have anything to do with it? No. Well, make sure to tell your friend that she doesn't make good on her delivery. Odalai's going to make an example of all three of you. I'll thank you for that. And, well, I'm going to go now. Tick-tock, Stonebreaker. And they start heading over to where the body is. Ezra's deep but brief fantasy about smashing them. And then Esri's aware of the whole... Yes, she is aware of the whole framing situation, so... Yeah, I don't know if you know that they're actively working on it right now, but you're aware of it. This is a crazy busy weekend for you guys. I know. In the longest day of my life. You did the train heist on one day. The next day, you broke a friend out of a senator's dungeon, for lack of a better word went to a crazy dog show blood sport and are now engaged in a kidnapping plot. Mm -hmm. And maimed an innocent civilian. Mm -hmm. I guess Esri will go try to find Magpie. 
And she is going to start by asking Yasmin where Magpie is. She knows. Wait, is Yasmin with S3 right now? No, Yasmin will be back at the Enclave. Okay, so that's where Ezra goes. Okay. Okay, so if you go there, she'll say, I haven't seen Magpie. I know she was supposedly at the dog show when I saw you guys, but I didn't see her in person. Yeah, so Odalai is uh, delivering threats. Oh, that's not great, I guess. No, but it's not unusual. Well. I mean, the word on the street is like, like I've been hearing people talking about maybe the briskers have lost their nerve if something big like that happened under their noses. I mean, I guess he probably does have to make a point. Wait, she's talking about the dog show or the murder? The the robbery. She's talking about the theft that Magpie stole from their warehouse. Oh, the theft itself. <sighs> Ilsen and Esri had nothing to do with this problem. They are caught up in it by association. Yes. Thanks, Magpie. Yes, indeed. Listen, it's just a choice. Um, but Esri doesn't know where Magpie lives. She doesn't know what the heck they're up to. Yeah, she doesn't know where Ilsen lives either. She has very low points, apparently. <laughs> and so... I guess she is going to turn in. Okay. Well, maybe not. I don't need a 10-hour. It's also like 2 or 3 in the afternoon at this point, if my internal clock is roughly correct. Yeah, for Esri. You guys are a little bit later in the day at this point. Oh, we are. Oh. Well, not that much, actually, because she went upstairs to, went to the Surface City to investigate the courthouses and things like that. So, so you're going to take like an hour rest or something like that? Yeah. Okay. So... You go ahead and take an hour rest. Are you going to like take a nap or are you just hanging out and sitting? I think she's just hanging out. Okay, cool. So let's cut back to Magpie and Ilsen, who are trying their best to weekend at Bernie's and unconscious Bertram as he bleeds from the head underneath the hood. No. As you wander across the fourth tier. Are you just holding him up like that or did you go so far as to like tie like... Uh, one of his legs to each of one of your legs so that you can kind of make the walking. <laughs> I think all we've done is just like pull his hood over his head. So Support him like a drunk. Yeah. yeah, I think we're just kind of going with like, oh, he's drunk. <laughs> Can't hold his liquor at four o'clock on a Saturday or Sunday or whatever day it is. Okay. He's so quirky. Where are you headed? Uh, I believe tier six is where we're meeting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So but are you trying to go the lifts? Or are you going to try to find a tunnel? The most inconspicuous way we can which I assume would be the tunnels. It would probably be the tunnels, yeah. All right. Yeah, tunnels. Okay. So you guys start heading towards the entrance to the tunnels on this level. As you get there, you do notice that there is sort of like, it's not a lot right now, but there is like this narrow rivulet of water going down the tunnels. So at some point higher up in the tunnels, clearly like rainwater is seeping in. Magpie, have you ever seen a storm like that? This is very unusual. Like, you've heard of big storms before, but this is the kind uh, of storm that usually is only out over the ocean once you get past the dipper. I don't think I've personally experienced a storm like this, but I think it's a little unusual. Yes, I encountered a storm like that when I was on my way here, but that was on the ship in the middle of the ocean. I didn't know if it had ever come this close to the shore. No. And one odd thing, even though you're in the tunnels right now, you can still suddenly hear what must be a very close crack of thunder. No, this is very wrong. Okay, great. Great. Do these tunnels flood? I have no idea. Dan, are the tunnels known for flooding during rainy seasons? Not really known for that. But again, like people don't really spend more time in the tunnels than they have to. Mm -hmm. They're not known okay. for much. Well, maybe that's the problem that'll just blow over, blow away. Sure, just like this one. And she kind of like jostles Bertrand. 
but don't wake him. Don't wake him. Uh, uh, shush, shush, As quickly as we can. Just heading down? Okay. So you start heading down. Can one of you give me a, some sort of navigation roll of 12? Alex, do you have anything for navigation? Just tracking. And anthropology lore. Because I, my flex skill is still open for today. So, But I was thinking of saving that for mm. positive social interaction with the briskers. Mm, it's not a bad idea. I have a lot of positive social interaction. Yeah, but we probably could use a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. If only someone could give us good advice. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just going to roll it. And Ilsen gives her the help action or help asset. Okay, so it'll be a nine. Nineteen. Okay, I'll tell you what you know, and then you can propose a minor effect. After about 10, 12 minutes of going down this tunnel, you realize that while it's been subtle, this tunnel has been curving ever so slightly to the left, meaning that it doesn't seem like it's going to go directly back into the next tier. Like, it'll probably connect with the tunnel system at some point where you can, you know, connect back, but it's going to be one of those things that kind of does the corkscrew thing in the rocks of the cliffs. Question about the tunnels. All the tunnels look carved, right? All the tunnels are attributed to what people call the burrowers or... Rock bears. Yeah. I mean, it's not always like 100% smooth. Sometimes there's still stalactites and stalagmites and things like that. It doesn't look like they're natural formation in any way. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if there's nothing stopping us... Yeah. Okay. Okay. Don't forget you have a minor effect, Alex. Yeah, what would you propose as a minor effect? Something navigation related. He knows the way? Yeah, you could say something like you actually, now that you're thinking about it, you know that this tunnel, it does curve off and it does have a corkscrew, and then you know that it branches at some point into three more tunnels. And then there's one tunnel that would lead you back towards the Warrens. The other two tunnels go farther into the cliff somewhere. Okay. And you know which one of those that it is when you see it. Awesome. Okay. Samson. Hello. Could you give me a perception roll of nine? Okay, so you definitely hear thunder outside again. Am I able to perceive a direction, or is it just all echoey at this point? The sound of thunder is faint, but it's almost like you can feel, like, the vibration in the rock. Mm. Or at least that's what you think you're hearing, until you realize it's a rumbling sound coming from farther up, higher in the tunnel, and approaching. And then we'll cut over to Esri, who's just finished up her hour rest. (laughs) Esri still doesn't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Where are we at with the nano timeline? The trial is the next morning or the trial already? The trial's the next morning. So if you're trying to free him when he's in transport to the trial, that would have to be done in the morning. If you're trying to find wherever he's being held and bust him out there, that you could do anytime in between now and then. Oh my God, I want to so bad. Just go break him out of the prison solo because that's wise to prepare for that as she's gonna go case the prison who do they do visitors family can go but it's not listed like it's like a social thing for friends to visit the legal system in corpus is rather draconian okay great but you do know based off of where you saw people coming from when you were watching the court which one of the probable holding areas he's being held at in fact it is the same one that you were being held at at one point when, before you were sent to the workhouse. Yeah, I was just going to go to that holding area. Okay, so back to the surface city. She's done her, her makeup. I just want to make this clear. She's done her makeup. Okay. 
She puts her Imperial Guard uniform on. Okay. And she walks in the front door and goes to the reception desk or whatever. Yeah, so there is uh, kind of an, probably an upper middle-aged, really slender man. He looks a little bit harried. He just seems to have, like, a ton of paperwork on the desk that he's sitting at. So that's the desk in the entry area. You do notice, of course, like, magistrate guards and cop guards as well that are in the building. But as far as if you're trying to go find the secretary, this is clearly the administrator of this detention area. As we walk up, good afternoon, ma'am. Or, sir, I'm sorry, Daniel, what gender is this person? Appears to be a man. Good afternoon, she says, very politely. There's just a heavy sigh. (sighs) Again, I can never finish my paperwork if people keep asking me questions. He looks up at your uniform like, how can I help you, Sergeant? First of all, I'm sorry for interrupting, but, uh, yeah, I just, uh, I just found out from my aunt that my cousin's been locked up again, and, uh, they don't get along, so she asked me if I could come check on him. Okay, um, your cousin's name? Neva. Sometimes calls himself the Dark Wizard. He pauses for a moment. He looks at his books. That's odd. I thought, I thought he didn't have any familial entanglements. Strange. We think we might not see him for a long time after this. Oh, that's given messing with a shipping vessel. I mean, industrial espionage is bad enough, but sabotaging a corpus shipping vessel, if he's convicted, that's almost a guaranteed execution. Yes. Shipping is the lifeblood of the Empire. So, uh, we felt like we should do our duty and someone could should come and say goodbye. Oh, okay. Well, as long as you're not here to break him out or something ridiculous like that. Not at all. Okay, give me a deception roll for this whole conversation. I would like to use a natural charisma. You may. So, you also have some situational assets in that you are dressed like a sergeant of the Imperial Guard. You also don't match the Esri mugshot drawing right now, very clearly. So, I think that means, should he let you see it? I think that makes it a nine right now with your training. I'm going to go for it. That's going to go wrong, right? 13. Okay. Fine. Fine. He gets up, closes the ledger that he's working in right now, slips that into his desk drawer, locks the drawer, stands up, and walks over to one of the guards. He motions you to follow him. He goes one of the guards. It's definitely a magistrate guard, so they're not the normal cops. They're the ones that are sort of designated for specifically for magistrate use. You've definitely stared down one or two of these in your time. Oh, I'm sure. Stared down indeed. (laughs) Yeah, probably while you killed a magistrate in front of them. She's like, look me in the eyes while you fail. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guard kind of like looks at you and then the administrator looks up and says, Daryl, just fucking open the door. Or hand me the keys and I'll do it myself. We're really not supposed to allow visitors, sir. Did I ask you that question, Daryl? Hand me the keys. And the guard hands him the keys. And the administrator sighs and says, World finds a new way to rain shit on me every day. And he unlocks the door and leads you through into the next chamber. So as you come in, he walks you down what looks to be row of cells that are mostly empty here. You do see one where there is looks like to be like a maybe a teenage boy looking kind of scraggly and whatnot and then he leads you into the next one like we'll keep the uh 
gifted types in here. And he leads you into another section that has a group of cells where there's clearly like almost a humming of technology and Numenera in them. And then he comes as like, all right, third one on the left. That'll be your cousin. Thanks. Ashtray will walk up to the bars or whatever. So you walk up to the bars. What you see is similar to the drawing you saw before. Uh, looks like a relatively, like probably in his mid-20s man with sort of like a pinched rat face. He's got some scarring. You're not sure if it's from fire or acid on the lower left side of his jaw. And he is currently doing what looks to be a sort of handstand in one corner of the cell with his eyes closed. And he looks like he's concentrating deeply. But after a moment, you notice that that he's not actually using his muscles to hold himself up. He's using his gift with Numenera. Okay. So the cell, does it have a wall to the outside? No, this cell has no window or anything. Well, it has a wall, but I don't know if you know if it's a wall to the outside here. Okay. This would not have been where you were held. And is the... Well, Ezra will look at the administrator and say, thank you, I don't I don't want to keep you any longer than, than I have to. No, I, I have to stay in here. Okay, yeah. At least until a couple of the other guards come in. Okay, well, thank you. Yeah, I'll just hang over here, so... You know, do your business. Thanks. Hello, Cousin Neva. You see his lips twitch upward briefly. And when he twitches, it's almost like he loses a bit of concentration. And his hair kind of flops down from behind. Like, so he's got kind of like a, kind of like a mullet. Nice. A mullet of dark hair. Headband? No headband, no. Not yet. (laughs) Can doll him up later. He'll make him cool. Do I know you? Don't play this game. I know we haven't talked in a long time, mostly because you're terrible, but the family wanted to say goodbye before your trial tomorrow. He pauses for a second and he opens his eyes and you can see that he's got relatively like bright green eyes, not the same green as the Ilsons. Ilsons have sort of like a matte emerald. This is more like a jade with blue specks in it. He smiles at you, like, just a little bit. He says, like, I thought we all said goodbye a long time ago. And then he tries to, like, slowly come out of the handstand, and then he trips and falls. Like, he's clearly... He's faking. He cannot do this. He he must have heard you coming and rushed to get into this position. <laughs> well, this time, we think you're, you're not going to make it. So, I guess... Yeah, I've been on trial before. Uh-huh. They can never hold me, he says, as his nose starts bleeding a little bit from all the concentration he's been doing. One of the most well-guarded facilities in the city. They transfer prisoners all the time. Exactly how do you think you would escape? With my dark powers. (laughs) Yes, your dark powers. Yes. Yep. He rubs his hand across his nose to wipe away some of the blood. But then as he does that, he also makes a huge snort, like he's snorting the blood back up into his sinuses. So when are you going to make your grand escape, huh? Here? Tonight? On the way tomorrow? Once you're there? Well, I couldn't go telling a Imperial Guard about that. He looks at you up and down. I am Lear no. Definitely not something you should tell an Imperial Guard, no. But I don't think you can do it, so why not? No, no, I can I can do it. I've gotten out of worse before. So the funny thing about this is, is keep in mind, he's a level two follower, this is what you're doing, which means he operates as a level two NPC with the exception of the areas that he specializes in, which one of them I know you had for 
was going to be for understanding Numenera, but since he's a level two, he can also have one other thing that he can assist in and specialize in. Yeah, understanding Numenera. Well, yeah, he's got that, but what's the second thing that he can do? Uh, I have to think about the second thing. Now, it's up to you. One thing I was thinking about earlier today as I was thinking about this is uh, because he was doing industrial espionage and things like that, you could you know, potentially do something like stealth or something of the sneaky side of Ooh, things, too. escape artist. That's what I want. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so I've I've gotten out of bonds all sorts of times. You don't build a reputation like mine without people trying to get you off the street and you show them what's what. Yeah, well, hard to do it without any friends. You don't have any, so... <laughs> he leans back, lifts up a hand, flares his mullet with it, and says... Friends just slow me down. Hell yeah. <laughs> I love this guy. Well, this explains why you don't have any. If you did, they'd be there to see you off on your way to the courthouse. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some broken-hearted ladies from the Warrens that are certainly sad that I'm here. Yes, I noticed a great wailing and gnashing of teeth. Oh, you met Susan then. That, that's just a condition. She, she only does that sometimes. I didn't think Susan was real. Well, that's rude. So who are you really? Because I don't know you. Esri seemed to be within earshot. The administrator seems to be futzing with something over there. If he was trying, he could probably hear you, but you don't know if he's actually trying. He seems mostly complaining about his life to himself. So Esri will say, almost under her breath, some people call me a stonebreaker. Oh, oh, you're that murderer. That's cool. And you're in jail, so... Yeah, yeah, I am. So, what's what's up here? Is this some sort of fraternity of criminals thing? Have you come to invite me to your secret shadowy criminal organization? If I had one, I would. Ah, so you don't have one. I do a lot of jobs. A lot of very interesting jobs. Jobs are good? Jobs are great. It would be good to know a nano. Obviously. You'd have to look far and wide for one as charismatic, skilled, and personable as myself. I really would. And as he looks around. Uh. <laughs> There's an interesting place on Tier 3 where I realize a Nana would be really handy. Some sort of strange, hidden, underground chamber. Now there's, like, naked hunger in his eyes. Oh. Oh, you just get more and more interesting. Yes. But it would need to be, I mean, I, I would need a powerful Nano. There are some creatures that have to be avoided. A lot of freaky technology the whole bee teeth thing mm-hmm. so you know questionable morals are are fine with me it's best not to get too hung up on those kinds of things so i thought maybe i'd try to find myself a nano i think that's a good idea well you definitely need a powerful nano case in point and he suddenly looks like he erupts in black flame you don't hear anything like it just seems to without sound sort of crackle around him impressive and he's like oh wait i forgot and then all of a sudden you hear this like weird like crackling sound to accompany it very cool is there an obvious emitter of the field the one that's crackling around him of the uh like i thought there was like an energy field around the cells the cells themselves are giving off some sort of vibration but you don't know if there's any actual yield there so you've been here longer than i have obviously night on the way or after he uh, looks one way looks the other looks down at the administrator how about now does he act <laughs> his like aura disappears and next to you appears one of those gigantic rat creatures 
but foaming at the mouth and rabbit. Oh my god, you're as crazy as ever. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> the administrator looks up, is like, oh shit. And he starts running over to ring some sort of like alarm bell or something like that to call for help. How the fuck did that get in here? I'll hold it off. <laughs> okay. Are you trying to like pantomime fighting it or something like that? Oh, Ezra's trying to, she just wants him to go. You don't have to kill this guy. He seems pretty miserable. Okay. He let her in. Yeah. So then he does go to the door. He's out of line of sight of you right now, but he definitely has started ringing a bell of alarm. So you can assume that guards are coming at some point soon. Did you have a plan? Oh, I thought you had one. I was trying to make the plan. Oh my God. Ezra's going to try to break. I assume there's a cell door. She's going to go for the weakest points. Mm Mm-hmm. Probably the hinges. You're trained in breaking, and you asked for him to be an escape artist, and as a follower, he can grant you an asset. So, it is a prison cell, so it's normally a 15, but this brings it down to a 9 for you before effort. And I'll spend a level of might. Okay. 18? Okay. You bring the hammer down on the door, and it smashes the lock, and the door comes sliding open. He chuckles like, yeah, those latches are always weak. Esri will grab him from around the waist and activate her stars. I rolled a 20. Okay, you are now flying. And he's like, oh, this is cool. And he's like, oh, wait, 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 wait. Put me down for just a second. Oh my God. Esri puts him down. He runs over to a corner and underneath the cot pulls out his hooded cloak, which is, of course, all black and definitely higher quality and fancier than he should probably have. And then he runs back over to you. Time to go. As you picks him up, she starts flying fast. Where? Out. So back to the door that you came in? Right out the front door. I mean, it's what's unlocked, right? Is there a door at the other end of the hallway or? There is a door at the other end of the hallway that is locked, you know, but you know the door that's leading into this section of cells is unlocked because the administrator would have had to go there to ring the alarm. Yeah, Ezra's going quick, fast, and in a hurry, back the way she came in, flying high, like ceiling level. Yeah, so you go flying by, the administrator stops ringing the bell, looks at you like, what What are you doing? And then as you fly away, what you don't see is behind there, the administrator saying, she said she wasn't breaking your eye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> Uh, give me a might-based roll of... I'm going to give you two assets again, which would be a nine to break through this next door. Seven. Okay. You slam hard into that door, <laughs> and you hear a guard's voice on the other side say, Sir? Help! And Is there something wrong? As we fly up above the door. Okay. As the door opens, all of a sudden, an image of that administrator is standing there again. Everything okay, sir? And he's the image just says, get out of my goddamn way. Back up, Daryl. As the image walks through the open door, but since the image can't close the door, it is open for you to go flying through. Which she does. Okay. One guard will try to shoot you with a crossbow. One of them will react fast enough to do that. So give me a 12 speed defense. I spent a level of effort. Okay. Come on, Bessie. 12? Great. Clearly, like, the guard was, like, trying to aim between your stars as they're flying around and just missed it, whiffed it. It ricochets off of one of the stars that's flying around you and embeds in a wall as you zip out of this building. 
Ezra goes straight up as soon as she gets outside and curls up over the roof. Okay. Neva starts giggling uncontrollably Gun as you land on the roof. <laughs> it's foot. Did you did you see his face? Yes, be quiet. We're escaping. Oh, this is the fun part, though. They're going to start running in every direction. They're going to run in this direction if they hear us. Oh, they won't hear me. I'm like the knight. Nobody ever hears me. He says as his foot slipped on the shingles on the roof and slides a little bit. So Ezri assumes there will be guards pouring out of this building. So she's she's going to set down on the roof. Okay. Is there a ledge or is it just like flat roof sitch? No, there's a ledge. Actually, it's getting really dark and cold right now. Oh, beautiful. And the wind is picking up. Oh, good. Under the cover of darkness, Ezri will... Lightning strikes a nearby building, causing half of it to collapse Even as gale winds start blowing. So Ezri will, instead of flying, grab Neva and use fleet of foot to get to the other end of the building. Okay. In the back. And then she will use her... Well, are there any guards back here? Any apparent guards? Well, hold on. Running with them. Careful with the fabric. This is delicate stuff. As you zip over the other side, there are guards out there right now, but they seem to be... They're sort of torn between trying to find what's going on and starting to close like storm shutters because it's quite clearly an unexpected hurricane hitting Lathe right now. Speaking of which, Ilson... You've heard this rumbling sound coming from above. Magpie, how deep are we right now? Are we tier five or are we closer to tier six at this point? I think Magpie, because of your minor effect, you're probably just slightly above where tier five is right now. But like, you don't think this one actually exits until somewhere closer to tier six. I don't think we've even made it to tier five yet. We'll eventually get there. Do a little corkscrew. Well, I'm starting to have doubts because that lightning is... Sounds like it's right above us, but that can't be right, because there's hundreds, thousands of feet of rock between us and the surface, right? I mean, we also released a giant murder fuck monster, but yeah, worry about the lightning. Elson waits for a loud crash to pass. I will worry about the lightning. Also, we did not let out that thing, whatever it is. You did. But you are now complicit. No. The rumbling is now getting closer and is starting to sound like a rushing sound. Oh, fuck. The amount of water that is going down the center of the tunnel has picked up in speed and amount. Uh, I think we're running. We're running now. Elsen is going to be using her hover ability to lighten the load somewhat so we can run faster, if she can. Yes, we are running. Okay. It's kind of wedging Bertram. We're running now. Who wants to lead the running roll? I have an inability in fast movement. Okay, then I guess it has to be me. Okay. This first roll will be a 12. And this is counting the fact that I do know the way because I got that minor effect. Mm-hmm. Okay, 18. Okay, you guys are making progress. The water is now all the way across the bottom of the tunnel, and you guys are, like, splashing through it as you're running. We're still running. Mm-hmm. We keep We keep doing that. Yeah, I would assume so. So the next roll is a 15. I'm going to use a level of speed, I would assume. Yep. 14. Okay. The water is now up to your knees. How many more of these are we doing? I need you to give me an 18 now. Gonna use another level of effort. Well, I have two levels of effort. Wait, no, one level of effort. One level. Because I'm very worried about the next roll. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I got a nat 20. We're we're making it. We're making it. Good. Good. 
Okay. So you guys are sploshing through as fast as you can through this water. Sploshing through. Yeah, yeah. You do reach that junction point where there's the three tunnels. Now you already know which one to take. So you can take that one. And uh, what would you propose as a major effect? Can I now be trained in running? No. (laughs) But you could say that since the curve off to get down to tier six is probably less steep than the other tunnels that were leading off in there. So we could say that will give you guys some extra okay. edge. So your next roll will just be an 18 again. Let's do that. Okay. I'm going to use two levels of effort to bring it down to a... 12. 14. Okay. You are making progress. You can actually see the exit at tier six, and there's definitely like standing water near where the tunnel is at tier six. And at this point... You're so close to the exit, and it's at that moment when the wall of water hits you from behind, and you go flying out of this tunnel. Both of you give me might defense rolls of 15 to see if you would get battered amongst the rocks at all. Uh, this would have been way worse if you had failed one of those other running rolls earlier. Level of effort. Uh, level of effort to bring it to a 12 for her. Uh, it'll send you out a 15. Okay. I got a 19. Okay, cool. So you guys avoid taking more than just like one damage each from whacking against rocks as you're getting there. And just because the fort's getting hit by this water as you are splashed out onto tier six. I need one of you to lead a roll to try to keep a grip on Bertram. I guess I'll do that and use that minor effect to give me a free level of grippy effort. Mm-hmm. And this is something where your hover ability, Ilsen, probably helps as well. Okay. So that would probably make it a nine. I got a 14. Okay. You guys keep a grip on Bertram as you splash there. I would have funny if we didn't. <laughs> Bertram lands. The water is still kind of like pouring into tier six. People are starting to freak out. Bertram is coughing as he's slowly waking up and hacking. Ilsen very quickly is going to change her face. Okay. You change your face as Bertram kind of comes to and looks around and, oh God, my head. And then he looks up, kind of tilts his head a second at Magpie's figure. She's not wearing the same mask as before. She's wearing his spare mask, yeah. But it's not particularly distinctive. But he takes note of your clothing. He's like, are you the dildo lady? (laughs) (laughs) And that's where we'll end this episode. Oh my God. Stay, something about this episode. So much. There's so many shenanigans in so many places. But I gotta say, I love the Dark Wizard Neva. Awesome character already. I love him too. He's my favorite. <laughs> Gonna fit right in. If Elson dies, I would like to take over as him. Yeah. Okay. As long as you help me find a new follower. Absolutely. Play the Crafts Illusions again. No, I feel like Dark Wizard Neva, if he has a description, it's gonna be like, isn't there like a shadow one or like abjures the leviathan or something something edgy he's got one of the edgy ones for sure no he wants to be one of the edgy ones but he crafts illusions that's what he does oh okay that's yeah oh in that case in that case i'll just do a different character i can't i can't do that after dilly yeah i know i know i wanted him to be something that you might be able to find some use for him in combat that isn't like because he's going to be so low level combat he's going to be basically garbage at helping you in those unless it's something like casting illusions or something like that cool i keep forgetting to tell you guys that you guys 
discover the secrets of the dog show and escape successfully. So you all get two XP. Hell yeah. Yay. I needed that. The dog show was a trap. Well, we have a segment that we do each week called Player Intrusions. That's where we offer you, the listener, an XP to check out something that we think you'd really dig. This week, it is Alex's turn. Alex, what would you offer our listeners an XP to check out? I'm going to recommend the show Has Been Hotel. Okay. It's this cute animated show. The Behind the story is that there are too many demons in hell, and to solve the problem, angels come down and do a purge, like every so often. And it really bums out the main character, Charlie, who's like the daughter of Lucifer. And she's like, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to redeem these demons and we're going to get them to heaven. And so she's created this hotel for rehabilitating them. And it's really cute. And every episode has like two musical numbers. And it's it does deal with some real like world problems. And it gets pretty dark in there. But like, it's so good. I love it. It's on Amazon, so I can watch it after canceling my Netflix. Okay. Has been hotel. I've only seen a few clips. There's a demon of radio or something. He's He's got a vibe that I like. Yeah, that's Alistair. Yeah, he has a vibe and it's adorable. And it's amazing. <laughs> and everybody is so adorably drawn. And then they're talking about orgies and you're like, oh. Okay. Yeah. I think my favorite character is Angel Dust, the sex demon. You'll see. I believe the pilot is still on YouTube. I think. Yeah. I'm not, I haven't watched the pilot recently. So I don't know if the same bones are there, but I think it's shifted a little. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Well, if people wanted to tell us what they think about Has Been Hotel or the podcast, how would they do that, Samson? Well, they can come to our website, explorerswanted.fm. On there, they'll see our socials. At the moment, we are on Mastodon at explorerswanted at dice.camp. We are on Blue Sky at ExplorersWanted.fm. On Instagram and Facebook, we are at Explorers Wanted Podcast. But best place to hang out with us is our Discord, which you can find at ExplorersWanted.fm slash Discord. Also, if it is within your means and you're feeling generous, Patreon.com slash ExplorersWanted is a great place to support us. And please use our Dice Filia code with uh, Die Hard Dice. Get 10% off your order when you use our code ExplorersWanted at checkout. If you can't financially support us, we totally understand. Best thing you could do for us is to tell your friends. Tell them what you like about the show, why they should listen to it. Second best thing is to leave us a five-star review on a podcast directory like Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. Although I did find one from quite a while ago, over a year ago on Audible. I just hadn't been looking there. Stace, can you tell us about that? Yes. So Samwise said so long ago, love the pacing and energy. I've been listening to the first few episodes of season three, and I really love the group dynamic the quick story beats, and the fun ways that the players play off one another. Thank you, Samwise. Yeah, thank you so much. And if you didn't like the podcast, or if you just thought it was meh, well, if you wake in the night, stay very still. Don't look around and say nothing. You don't want to draw any attention to yourself, because if you do, he will be on you in a second, biting and tearing but the only sounds you hear in the dark will be the faint squelches of blood springing up from his rotting gums where they recede from his gnashing teeth. If you want to reach out to us individually on social media, you can. You can find me on Macedon as Daniel at Anderlik, A-N-D-R-L-I-K dot org. You can find me on our Discord. I'm Stace Windu. Honestly, that sounds like a great time. I'm at Slam Potato on 
Twitter at slimepotato.dice.camp on Mastodon and at slimepotato on Blue Sky, I believe. I'm at slimepotato. I for a second thought we had stumbled upon book talk and that was just somebody <laughs> trying to sell me on a real good book. I'm T with a unicorn on Twitch, threads, and Instagram. All right, that's it for us. Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back next week as we will for every week in the foreseeable future. Have a good night, day, weekend, or whenever you're listening to this. And bye! bye. bye.